happy to have Art Hayward here in the office, here in the studio with me today. Uh, welcome, Art. Thank you very much. Good okay. to be here. Art is... Of course, uh, at my age, it's good to be anywhere. <laughs> isn't that the truth? <laughs> so, uh, Art, Art is uh, 95 years young, uh, and uh, I, I actually read a story about you while I was researching. I was reading the story uh, about you in the Simcoe Reformer, about you laying the wreath this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was really an honor. Yes, yeah. you laid the wreath, uh, the wreath at the Cenotaph. Uh, no, at the... Uh, at the Warriors Day Parade at the uh, uh, fair. Okay, so that was the redone uh, Warriors Day Parade. They yeah. brought it back this year. Yeah. Oh, have you ever done that before? Have you been in that before? Oh, I, well, as a man from years ago, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they asked you to come back and, and this year? Well, I've been uh, affiliated with the fair for 25 years. What type of things did you do with the, do, do you do with the fair? Announced for the special events okay. for 25 years. Wow. This year. Wow. <laughs> so you started doing that when you were uh, 70. Yeah. <laughs> My I goodness. just retired from home hardware and wanted to do something at the fair. And my friend said, well, you can sell tickets, advanced tickets. And I thought, cooped up in little thing yeah. that's not for me okay and I said no I don't want to do that well she said wait I think we're going to need an, an announcer I said well I can handle that because I was in arena business and of course that included announcing and uh, different things okay uh, you worked at an arena yeah uh, I was the manager oh okay so you would do announcements over the PA? Oh, yeah. Okay, so it kind of came natural to you. Yeah. Okay, so you've been doing that each year now for 25 years. Yeah. You plan on doing it next year? Well, this would be my 25th. And Coming this is, I want this to be my last, but they don't want me to go. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe they'll keep you on as an honorary announcer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, of course, you're a Second World War uh, II vet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which regiment did you serve with? Uh, I was with the uh, Infantry Corps. Infantry. But I was with all kinds of stuff. I was with headquarters company, and so I never did get training. I always was with headquarters company, was with a band. Okay. I was a musician. Oh, that's interesting. And so, but one thing I did do back in 40, uh, 45, they, they were scared that the Germans were going to use mustard gas like they did in 1918. Okay. And so they, I was stationed at uh, exhibition grounds. Okay, in Toronto? Yeah, yeah. with about 3,000 others. And they wanted 60 men, volunteers. Well, you don't volunteer in the Army, I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was one of the volunteers. To do what? To, to Well, we didn't know. We thought we were going to be guarding the Parliament buildings or guarding the Mint, okay. protecting the uh, Prime Minister, we got to uh, Ottawa and they said, no, you're going to be guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. Wow. Well, that took a whole different turn. 
But you'd already volunteered by then. Yeah, oh yeah. And so we had to go through a lot of private stuff, secret. We were going to, they took us to a farm just outside of Ottawa. And, and uh, we were going to be guinea pigs to see if they could counteract mustard gas with something, and we were going to be the ones that would be trying it. So they were going to expose you to the mustard gas yeah. and then see if they could help you with it. They that. painted my arms, well, one arm with uh, iodine, the other arm with uh, mustard gas. This arm, the, the iodine didn't do anything. The mustard gas in about a week come up in a great big bubble. Oh. And they wanted the solution out of that bubble so that they could take that out and figure out what to do to counteract mustard gas. Now, I wasn't the only one. There were 60 of us. Right. Do you know if they had any success with that program? Like, well, right after that, the war was over. Oh, okay. So that was canceled. Okay. But we could not say anything about it when we got back to our our uh, depot. Okay. We could not even mention where we were or anything, Is and it? so well, it was fine. It didn't bother me, and didn't bother my arm. Right. Well, once that blister cleared up on your arm, it was you were fine. fine after that, and yeah. you didn't experience any health problems. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, yeah. did you go into the service as a young man? Like at seventeen. You were seventeen. So the war was going on at that time. Yeah, it was in '44. Okay, I was. It was almost over. Right, and they wanted. Uh, I tried uh, the Air Force, the Navy, and the Army as a musician. Okay. They didn't want musicians at that time. So anyway, I got in the Army, and was stationed at the at the exhibition grounds, mm -hmm. and they had a trumpet band there. So whenever I got to a to a uh, posting, I'd always look up the band, okay. and I got in the band right away. Oh, that's excellent. So are you a trumpet player yourself? Yeah. Okay. So what would a band do within the army? What Did just entertain the troops? No. No. Uh, the trumpet band would get them up in the morning. Ah, uh, reveille. Yep. Okay. And uh, we'd march through the, uh, through the Coliseum, okay. and it was... Terrible, the echo. Uh, anyway, the echo of the marching. Of no, the bugle. Oh, the bugle. Oh. <laughs> and the uh, then we'd uh, we'd have to call them for parades, for dinners, for parades, and they'd have certain buglers who would call for uh, officers, sergeants, whatever, because they didn't have the equipment that they have now. Okay. It was all done by runners or bugle. Right, to communicate. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a fellow, uh, you might have known him, Jim Buck. He, uh, he was a fellow I knew quite a few years ago, and he was a linesman. Oh, yeah. And he explained that to me, that he would run to the, from the front lines, yeah. he'd run back to, with, with a telephone line, basically, right. so yeah. that they could speak to each yeah. other from the command post to the front line. Yeah. And uh, I had no idea that that's what a linesman was. Yeah. So now you're telling me that a bugler wasn't just to entertain. The bugler was there to inform that's right. them what to do. And you you uh, blew the last post at night because they always lowered the flag in those days. Okay. 
So did you always serve in in Canada or did you go overseas? No, I didn't get overseas. Okay, the war ended before. I was too young and uh, I had a chance, but they said, well, you could go to uh, Germany and clean up. And I thought, no, mm -hmm. I'm not going to Germany and <laughs> clean up my mess, that the mess that the guys made. Yeah. So I stayed with headquarters company in different areas all over Canada. So you, after the war ended, you still stayed in the military? For, oh, yeah. For a few years? Yeah. How long do you? Uh, well, I got out, then I went back in in 49. Oh, okay. As a, as a master musician with the RCR band in Belleville. Okay. I presented my credentials to the bandmaster. And I thought he'd say, oh, great, we're glad. No. He said, you know, Hayward, we really don't need you. I just enlisted for five years, and he don't need me. Oh, no. So I thought, well, I'm in trouble here because I'm not going to get along with this man. And, of course, I didn't. He gave me every dirty job you could think of. Uh, and were you with him for the full five years? No. No. I actually applied to the regiment uh, we were the band was attached to the regiment, and they were like a island under their own. Mm -hmm. So they said, "Well, you can." Uh, I applied to the regiment, so I got in the regiment. Okay, which was the best thing I ever did. It, for what reason? Why was it the best thing? Well, I got my jump wings, paratroop. Excellent. Okay. You had to be a paratrooper in order to belong to the regiment. Okay. And uh, I was one of the last ten men to go and get my wings with the regiment. Oh, so the training that you got from them is what you really valued. Oh so yeah. Much. Okay. Yeah. Did you use any? Did you jump at all after that? Oh yeah, I jumped uh, about uh, eight or nine after, but all was in Canada. And one, two that really stood out. Was I made a? You had to make a night jump, and I was always about 130 pounds, pretty light. And I was the first man out of the plane, and the last man down. We made the night jump, and they said, "Okay, when you hit the field, you say your number, and okay." Well. There were ten guys on this. They call it a stick. Okay. There was ten guys on the stick. Nine guys had answered. They were on the ground. The jump master on the ground said, "Number one, where are you?" And I said, "Sir, I'm right above you. I'm still coming down." <laughs> well, <laughs> of course, that was just everybody just roared. Oh, that's funny. I never thought about it until right now that the weight, your weight, would have so much oh, would be yeah. so important to uh, parrot, yeah. for, to jumping out of a yeah. plane. If you were light, you'd have to jump first. If you were heavier, well, you'd jump last. Then. No, well, it's it really just, interesting. It just happened that uh, I was so small that uh, they could kick me right out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, another one, I was jumping, we were jumping in the uh, Ottawa River. Uh, La water landing jump. in the river. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, my mother and my wife and kids happened to be in Petawawa at that time, and so they were up on the hill watching. I come out, and I had the only white chute. All the other chutes were colored. 
and all of a sudden this white chute comes out, that's me, and a wind come down the Ottawa Valley and caught me, and I'm going down the Ottawa Valley, and the river like I'm on a surfboard. Oh my. <laughs> anyway, they finally caught me, because <laughs> I couldn't pull, a, pull the uh, risers, because they were nylon, and they just slipped out of my hand. Okay, and those would have been the parachutes, the big round. Oh yeah, and, uh, and yeah. You, you pulled the cord. Or okay. the the uh, plane pulled the cord, okay. and it was only about a thousand feet, wow. so that's not very high. Wow. Yeah. So uh, l let me ask you a little bit more about what life's like for you presently. You know, you're 95 years old. You live here in uh, in Simcoe, Ontario. Uh, do you still drive? Oh yeah. Okay, so you go for your driver's license every couple of years. Yeah, I'm going this September or this January. I hope we get it. You've got a lot of experience taking that test. That don't mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they keep adding new things to it, I know. So it, it's probably a fairly high-stress event every, oh, yeah. two, every two years for you. Yeah. Yeah. So you live on your own? Yeah. Yeah? You have an apartment or a house? Yeah, house, apartment. An apartment. My wife died six, nah, six years ago. Okay. All right. So. Up until then, did you live together in the apartment? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's life now like for you now? You uh, you get out much? You get out of the house much? Well, every usually every morning, about 8 o'clock, I go up and have coffee with the guys up at, uh, up at McDonald's at Walmart. Oh, excellent. Good. About okay. 5 or 6 or 10, you know. So you solve a few of the problems of the world oh, yeah. over coffee quite Good. often. Quite often, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's a, a that's a daily routine, like Monday oh, to yeah. Friday. Okay. And uh, now this morning I didn't go because I didn't get out till seven thirty. Oh, okay. I usually up about four. Around four. Yeah, I was a milkman at Casual Dairy, so I always got up at our early. Okay, so it's just part of you now. Yeah. Yeah. So. So let me see. So you've been in the military. You, you're a paratrooper. You uh, or bugler. You worked at Home Hardware for a number of years. Yeah. Um, I was arena manager. Arena manager. What was the one you just said? You just said one other one. Um, oh, and a milkman. Milkman. Casual <laughs> dairy. Did I miss yeah. any? Anything else? No, that's about it. Wow. Well, that's quite a, a, but, a, a, a life. It seemed that every five years, instead of uh, paying rent, we moved. <laughs> <laughs> so did you live in uh, this area? Like, I know you said you were in Peterborough for a while, but were you I in I came from Toronto. Toronto actually, originally. And I came here um, during the war when they had an army camp here. Oh, over in Hagersville? Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Typical. Oh, there was one here? Second Avenue. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the army camp. Yeah. It's all those their storage buildings now. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you were stationed there. And uh, I was Camp Bugler until they closed that station. Oh, okay. And did you then settle in Simcoe after that? No, went to. Uh, I wasn't married yet, but I met my wife. She was from Simcoe. Oh, okay. That's who. That's how you got here. Yeah, <laughs> very good, very good. Well, I got to tell you, we're glad you you settled with Simcoe. You've been a wonderful addition to our community. Well, I uh, really appreciate you coming in today and talking to us, and uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing more about your exploits in the future. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks a lot, Art.